0: Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in car Wi Fi at attcom in car Wi Fi and keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
1: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle, huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. on Giants.com. Here we go. Here we go. In the Giants mobile Get them in there. Let's go. Part of the Giants podcast
0: network. Welcome to the latest edition of the Giants huddle podcast. I'm Lance Meadow. We are continuing our exploration of the 2023 draft class. And today we're focusing on the team's fifth round pick, 172nd overall Oklahoma running back, Eric Gray and to get more into Gray and what he'll bring to the Giants we are joined by Sooners running backs coach and former NFL running back who's very familiar with the NFC East he played in the league for seven seasons and that is none other than DeMarco Murray DeMarco greatly appreciate the time hope all as well How's everything on your end
2: it's great just finishing up on the road just got through recruiting so back in the office now and I'm getting ready for some camp so it's going well
0: The football clock, as you can attest to, never slows down. It doesn't stop for anybody. It's cyclical. So we can all relate to that. And clearly, looking forward to getting your insight on Eric Gray. I want to start with what he talked about when he met the media once he was drafted. And he talked about how you were a heavy influence as to why he decided to transfer from Tennessee to Oklahoma because he really wanted to be exposed to somebody like yourself who had a wealth of experience at this position on the NFL level. What were the conversations you had with him as he was contemplating what he wanted to do after playing two years at Tennessee?
2: Um, just that, um, having a chance to come here and learn from a guy who's been um, where he's trying to get. And, um, you know, Eric, Eric's just the first day I spoke with him, he's always had a pro mentality. Um, He's always been very mature, always been an extremely um, hardworking kid with a great mindset. So for me, just trying to fine tune some things here and there for him. um, But more importantly, um, just letting him know that, hey, man, you're going to be coached hard. You're going to be coached the right way. And, you know, when you do get to that next level, you know, verbally, um, you know, you're going to be having both that same language, you know, one or two years here, you know, however long it take you to. You know, obviously transition to the next level, but um, Eric's been a great, great person to work with, um, like tremendous athlete for us, great leader for me. um, But also, you know, a guy that I knew every day coming to this building, he was one guy I never had to worry about.
0: Well, speaking of transition, he made quite the jump from 2021 to 2022. And of course, that was a reflection of usage What clicked DeMarco for Eric this past season that he had over 1,300 yards rushing and he really made the most of his additional carries?
2: I think just being okay with those dirty runs, you know, those two, three, four-yard runs that, um, you know, sometimes you need those to set up the big ones. And, And for him, you know, he was able to bulk up a little bit more, but understanding that, hey, fall forward, get your head down, and again, be physical, and then add on another yard or two rather than, Jump cutting and then losing a yard, or maybe not getting, you know, um, those extra yards. But, um, Eric has always been a a a guy that you know he can see the field. Um, um, as a coach, you always appreciate a guy that you can talk to in the classroom, where you can tell him one detail, and then he goes out there and does it that same second, that same play. And he's always been a guy like that since he stepped on campus. For me, um. And, you know, again, I think he ran extremely hard between the tackles and um, he had the opportunities that he had this past year that he didn't have two years ago.
0: Well, how big of a jump is it? I mean, you've been in backfields throughout your professional career where you shared the wealth and you've also been the workhorse. We're talking about a player that goes from 78 carries in 2021 to 213 this past season. How do you think he handled that? And what type of adjustment does a running back have to go through when the workload increases like that?
2: He handled it well. He always tell guys, I mean, he's a pro on and off the field as a teammate, um, as a, as a player, he's, he's truly a pro. Um, Doesn't, doesn't get phased by, by getting coached hard. Doesn't get phased by something that goes bad along the lines of a game or, if he makes a bad play, he doesn't get phased. He has a short, 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 um, short mindset, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. You know, as, as, a, as a professional, you want to have that that mindset that, hey, good, bad, or ugly, move on to the next play as fast as you can and try to be the best player you can at each and every play. And and for Eric Gray, um, obviously having seventy-eight to two hundred and thirteen carries, um, you know, obviously as a competitor, you're a little, you know, disappointed at times, but he never stopped working. Um, uh, he never complained. He never um question his own ability. He never questioned us as as a as a coach or a staff. Um, but all he did was just go back to work. Um, saw the one or two little things that he needed to improve on. Um, and he just kept putting his head down, kept gradually improving. And, and again, you talk about a veteran guy who's extremely mature, who's extremely unselfish. Um, and and again, it, it's infectious because of his personality and his work ethic. I mean, I've only been doing this for Going on my fifth year, I guess, but there there hasn't been a running back that I've had that's worked harder than Eric Gray, you know, day in and day out, um, 12 months out of the year.
0: Earlier, you were talking about accepting some of the dirty runs so that it pays off in the long run with the big runs. What does that come down to in terms of what you were preaching to him? Is that a matter of patience and just saying, hey, everything doesn't need to be a home run. It doesn't have to be flashy. If you stick with the game plan, ultimately, you'll reap the rewards. What is that process like going through it with him?
2: Yeah, I think it's just, you know, one, it's wearing the defense down. Um, wearing the defense down, you know, being a physical runner between those tackles and letting them, you know, feel and impose your will on those guys early on. Then by third or fourth quarter, all right, they're looking for that same physicality. But then that's when you incorporate, which Eric Gray has, those jump cuts, those abilities to make guys miss and one-on-one opportunities in space. And um, I've always preached that as a running back. Hey, let's, let's impose our will on them early and often. Let them know hey, it's going to be a hell of a day, a long day. Um, But more importantly, um, this game has to be played behind your pads. It has to be played in the trenches. It has to be played, you know, physical, um, especially at my position, our position um, in the running back um, field. But, again, Eric was able to, again, add some weight, um, feel more comfortable about, hey, I'm fine with the three, four, five-yard run, and even though this is college, everybody's not, you know, getting those six, seven yards per carries at all times. But, again, it's great to have that too, but – You know, uh, NFL part of me, I'm like, hey, four-yard run, that's a a hell of a run. Five-yard run, I'll take it any day of the week. So, um, you know, um, I think it's just obviously, you know, it's a little different when it comes to that. But, you know, I think his mindset changed to where, hey, I'm okay with, again, imposing my will early on and then setting them up, you know, in that second half and the third or fourth quarter to make guys miss.
0: You mentioned about putting more weight on his frame. He's about 5'10", a little over 200 pounds. Do you see him continuing to have the ability to add even more? Or is he at the point where you think this is the ideal size for him to play at the NFL level?
2: No, I think he's definitely going to get stronger, faster. Um, I think there's still, you know, I would say he doesn't need a bunch of more weight. I think, you know, just looking at him and understanding what he He will be at that level. I mean, he's going to be in every down back before it's all said and done. He's a guy that can obviously catch, who um, made tremendous leaps in his pass protection skills. And, again, his ability to run routes out of the backfield will be second to none. I mean, I think the Giants, uh, with with what they got with Saquon, I think it's going to be a great matchup. Um, You know, but I think another four or six pounds for him, I think it would be great because he's physically strong. Um, but again, he'll, he'll naturally get more stronger, more flexible and things of that nature at that level. But, um, I I think, you know, he still definitely has room to, you know, carry some more weight, put some more weight muscle on.
0: Marco, I'm glad you brought up the other facets of what it takes to playing a running back. And that is obviously catching the ball out of the backfield and pass protection. Let's start with his production as a receiver, because it's the efficiency to me that jumps out. He had 40 targets, 33 catches on that zero drops. And if you watch his film, he did some damage yardage after the catch. What type of a leap did you see him make in terms of specifically as a receiver within the confines of this Oklahoma offense?
2: Uh, he was, he was always a really good receiver. Um, I, I think just for us, we asked him to do much more this past year than we did a year ago. Um, you know, if there's every time I'm, game planning and implementing routes for the running backs. I'm always thinking of number zero. Um, he, he's the first guy that comes to mind because it's such a great matchup. And we know that, hey, 100% of the time, we're going to have the the upper hand just because of his ability, whether it's an intermediate route or long route. Uh, we trust him just as much as we trust the receiver running the post or dig um, coming out of the backfield. Uh, that's just the type of hands that he has. That's the type of setup that he has. That's the type of versatility um, that we saw him have day in and day out. You know, um, but – again eric is he's going to make a lot more money than he did um on Saturdays than the Sundays in the NFL because again they're going to ask him to do a little bit more than what we did um on the third down level but red zone level and and um i think he's going to be great
0: And then the other thing that you were alluding to is pass protection. You know this very well. If you want to stay on the field on third down, what you just talked about, you have to be willing to get down and dirty, as I like to say, in the trenches and be able to protect your quarterback. And that's something that I relate to in basketball on defense. The player has to DeMarco have the desire to want to do that. You can teach that and preach that as you know, but they have to want to do that. How much passion does he have for pass protection? And how much has he really applied the fundamentals that you've been emphasizing over the last two years?
2: Yeah, he's a student of the game and, and um, every facet of the game, um, the good, bad, good parts, the bad parts, the hard parts, he wants all of it. Um, that, that's his mindset. He wants to be a great player. He wants to stay on the field. Um, I, I love a selfish guy um, that doesn't want to come off the field, and um, he has some of that in him, but not in a, in a, in a bad teammate way, but a, a way that, hey, I know – um good things will happen when I'm on the field whether it's in the throw game or the run game or the protection game and I mean he's that type of player but um he he's very technical um we 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 videoed all of our obviously individual drills and things of that nature in our one-on-one matchups and we worked on it you know during the season we're working on it once a week and it's full go full live and again you don't get good at something unless you rep it you know at a high high level and um you know he's a guy that Constantly jump back up in front, you know, whether he made a mistake or he did it right. Hey, let me get one more rep just to, you know, fine tune some things. But again, he, he's a guy that he's always um been that way. Great leader, great worker. And again, you guys are, are really privileged to have
0: him. We're talking with DeMarco Murray, former NFL running back, Oklahoma running backs coach, worked closely, obviously, with Giants fifth round pick Eric Gray. It's interesting, DeMarco, he had three different offensive coordinators in four years, clearly spent the first two at Tennessee and life in the NFL, as you know, comes at you fast. You can't expect everything to stay the same. I'm curious, how beneficial do you think that was, that he's been exposed to various different offenses and Maybe the silver lining is he's had some stability at his positional coach with you the last two years.
2: I think it's been great. Um, Eric, Eric Gray. Um, again, you, you talk about a, a kid who's savvy, who's extremely sharp and smart. Um, he came in and learned the old system within a month. He came in and learned um, this new system, which we learned together. Um, he, he actually learned it a little, a little faster than I learned it. Um, but, <laughs> Um, that's just the kind of kid that he is. Um, he's a, he's an extremely smart kid, extremely, extremely smart. Um, and again, he he's gonna he's gonna know the playbook inside and out. He's gonna know what the quarterback has, he's gonna know what the offensive lineman has, he's gonna know what the receivers has. So again, that's how I was. That's how I want my guys to be. Not only know your position, but know everyone else's position as well. And again, have a, a high football like you.
0: On a related note to that, it's interesting because Jeff Lebby, your offensive coordinator, he has this up-tempo offense, there's RPOs. And I'm not saying that you've been, DeMarco, studying the Giants, but Daniel Jones is a very mobile quarterback. He's very much involved in the run game. How much do you think what you've run at Oklahoma over the last season with Dylan Gabriel, your quarterback, and him being involved in the run game maybe makes for a very smooth transition to what Eric is going to be exposed to working alongside Daniel Jones in this Giants offense?
2: But, yeah, I think it's a great um, situation for Eric. Um, I think he'll be able to succeed in it early and often because of obviously hadn't been here and come from a system such as. Um, but, again, um, obviously, Dane's a really good quarterback, runs the ball extremely well for a quarterback. So, um, obviously, we can add an extra, you know, element to the running game whether it's a quarterback run game or obviously with with Eric being the lead blocker, he's done that here. Um, So again, I think they're going to find situations to where they're able to use Eric in a a great situation as far as receiving the ball out of the backfield, being a a lead blocker or obviously running the ball. But um, I think the transition will be a little easier for Eric because of obviously his history here.
0: Speaking of usage, I don't believe he had much exposure to special teams at Oklahoma and it's understandable. He was one of your main backs, but as he moves to the NFL level and you're playing with Saquon Barkley, who you mentioned, so there may not be as many opportunities on offense. Where do you see him maybe fitting in at all as a special team or whether it be in the return game or some other facet?
2: Yeah. Again, if he wasn't a starter here, he would have definitely been on special teams, but obviously uh, being a starter, you want to limit it, limit that as, as much as you can. But um. I, I work with returner so he was back there with me every single day with kick return and pump return for emergency situations if we needed a play to be made um he was going to be the guy that we're, we're asking to go back there no matter if it's if he's warmed or, or cold or anything like that but um I think he's a guy that's hungry I think he's a guy that um has a lot of juice has a lot of speed um physical player I think he can run off on kickoff as well run down there on kickoff but again I think in the return game especially I think he's going to make a lot of money there.
0: Marco, before I let you go, and I certainly appreciate the time and the insight. As I mentioned, I want to bring this conversation full circle. You have a lot of history in the NFC East. I'm not saying things are identical to when you last played with the Cowboys or the Eagles, but the fact that Eric Gray is coming to that division, have you shared any war stories about the toughness of the NFC East and its reputation? Uh
2: just be just be ready, man. That's that's I think is one of the hardest divisions in ball. Um fun division, extremely competitive division. And again, four, four really, really um, you know, story franchises that are, um, all have great ownership. But again, um, better better buckle it up every week, man, in that division. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well said. And you know that firsthand. He is Oklahoma running backs coach DeMarco Murray, former NFL running back. DeMarco, can't thank you enough. Greatly appreciate the time of the insider and best of luck at Oklahoma this upcoming season. Definitely.
2: Appreciate you guys. Good luck. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. This is the latest edition of the Giants Huddle podcast, which you could find on Giants.com, the mobile app
1: Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler 24 7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
0: Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.